Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Don't Wait Right Now podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, a.k.a. Opinionated STEM. Today, we are talking about cover letters. Ah, yes, the hotly contested document that did not ask to be born yet. Here we are, still, debating its existence. Which begs the question, when was the cover letter born? In the context of getting a job, that is. According to multiple sources, the first use of the quote cover letter was on September 23rd, 1956. In a New York Times classified ad for Dutch Boy Paints, it was an opening to be an industrial paint chemist. From there, it is anyone's guess how the cover letter became the picture definition of to be or not to be, that is the question. In doing further research for this episode, and by research, I mean asking my friends, colleagues, and Google, I guesstimate people, hiring managers and job seekers alike, are split 50-50 on whether they have any impact on the hiring process. Some hiring managers read them, some think they are a waste of time. Job seekers either think they are necessary or a complete waste of time. There is no gray area until now. Hi, my name is Tiffany for this episode, but it's also a painted stem hyphen gray area. Okay. It is my personal and professional opinion that cover letters do serve a purpose in certain cases, while in others, it makes little to no impact. This is something I consider when working with job seeking clients. I will use myself as an example. I have 20 years of experience in clinical research regulatory affairs. Trust me, don't try to understand what it means unless you do it, okay? Um, But anyway, if I am applying for a job, say an informed consent writer or a regulatory affairs specialist, a cover letter will not add any impact to my resume because all it will be doing is literally repeating my resume. So with that being said, if I am applying for a senior leadership position within regulatory, I probably would consider a cover letter unless I have an inside connection to the job itself where I could just pass my resume along to the right hands. But if you remember in episode four, I discussed pivoting your career, the career renaissance. So you see, I am no longer looking for regulatory jobs. My career path has led me in a totally different direction. Goodbye regulatory, hello professional writer and content creator. Using keywords and transferable skills on my resume is the bare minimum. I need to stand out. I consider a cover letter in my case to moonlight as a written elevator pitch. And I mean this in every sense of the word. Tiffany's tip, do not make your cover letter too long. I look back on previous letters that I have written and I can only imagine what the hiring manager must have been thinking. That's if they were thinking at all before they tossed it. What I can say, it is one of my character flaws of being a writer, but I digress. Let's talk about alternatives because we as job seekers and hiring managers have to accept the fact that we are in a digitally aged way of communicating. Job seekers are thinking outside of the box to get noticed. So let's discuss a few. LinkedIn, you know I was going to mention it. LinkedIn is a social media platform for professionals. It's a great way to connect with people in your industry. It's a great way to research companies and it's a great way to find job openings. To use LinkedIn effectively, make sure you complete your profile, join relevant groups and reach out to people you know. You can also maybe 
create a personal blog or website. This is a great way to showcase your work in the form of a digital portfolio. It's a great way to share your thoughts on your industry you're trying to enter into, and it's a great way to connect with potential new employers. So a few pieces of advice if you're going to take this route. Make sure your site is easy to navigate and visually appealing. Use high quality images and videos to showcase your work. Write clear and concise content that is relevant to your target audience. Also, proofread, proofreads, proofreads your work carefully before publishing it. Mistakes happen, I understand that, but you can always go back, but proofread anyway. In addition to LinkedIn networking and creating a personal website or blog, there is the tried and true non-digital method of networking. Although post-pandemic virtual networking is absolutely a thing, right? So think Zoom networking events, which I've attended more than a few over the past few years. Networking is simply building relationships with people in your field. This can be done through attending industry events, joining professional organizations, or simply connecting with people. Again, LinkedIn is a great way to do this. When you network, you're not just looking for a job, you are building relationships that are gonna help you build your career. These alternatives are great, and I actually agree with all of them, but I'm also a natural extrovert. So what about the introverts out there who are just as qualified, but don't have that gift of gab or want to become invisible when all of a sudden all eyes are on them. This brings me back to, you guessed it, a cover letter. It is a way that allows you to express yourself that is comfortable to you. Introverts often prefer to communicate in writing, so a cover letter can be a great way to share your thoughts and ideas without having to put yourself on the spot in a face-to-face -face conversation. It also gives you time to carefully craft your message. When you're writing a cover letter, you have that opportunity to take your time, make sure that your words are clear, make sure that your words are concise. This can be very helpful for those of you who may feel anxious or overwhelmed in a more spontaneous conversation. It also allows you to focus on your strengths. A cover letter allows you to highlight your skills and experience without having to worry about being interrupted or sidetracked in a conversation. This can be a great way to show your strengths and make a positive impression on a potential hiring manager. Now, if you are an introvert, Looking for a job, do not be afraid to use a cover letter to your advantage, okay? With a little planning and effort, you can write a cover letter that will help you land your dream job. And I'm pretty sure you know exactly who to contact if you need help in any of these areas. Hint, it's me. Essentially, to write or not write a cover letter will depend on your individual circumstances and the job you are applying to. So if you are an introvert who doesn't like to network, LinkedIn or a personal website may be a good option for you. If you're applying for, say, a creative job, a portfolio or video resume may be a better way to showcase your skills. If you are a social butterfly, attending networking events may be the key to your success. And also, finally, if you are like me, you will use all of them, okay? So there you have it. I could definitely spend more time on the pros and cons of the cover letter, but I think this debate will last well into the future unless there is a sweeping change and standard across the staffing and recruitment industry as a whole. 
As always, thanks for listening. I hope you found this episode helpful. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the valuable information I have to share with you this season. We are halfway through the season, guys. We are at episode six, okay? So don't miss any of the valuable information I have to share as we help you navigate your career journey and help you achieve your goals. Make sure you check out www.opinionedstem.com for all of your professional writing needs. Until next time, don't wait right now.